Good evening and welcome to uh, this Christmas Eve service. We're so glad that you are here. And whether you are a part of uh, this community and this area year-round or you're here visiting, we welcome you and pray that this will be a wonderful night of remembering, celebrating, engaging ourselves once again with uh, the Christ who has come to change the world. As we begin tonight, I invite you to pray with me. Father, during this gathering, as we read the scriptures and sing the carols that proclaim Christ's coming, we ask that you would make this an extraordinary time of experiencing once again the wonder and the mystery of Christ's birth. And may his coming be an entrance into our lives, into this world, into every part of our beings once again. Amen. We gather tonight with the darkness of night all around us. The darkness of sin envelops the world, bringing chaos, destruction, and hopelessness. Tonight, in the midst of great darkness, we celebrate the child who is born into the world this night. In this child is light and life. His coming brings peace in the face of chaos, reconciliation for the destruction, and hope to all who despair. We light the Christ candle on this Christmas night as a symbol of the one who is wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, and the light of the world.
Isaiah 9, 2-7. Christ's birth and kingdom are foretold by Isaiah. Hear the word of the Lord. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light, a light that will shine on all who live in the land where death casts its shadow. Israel will again be great and will be enlarged. All of God's people will rejoice as people rejoice at harvest time. They will shout with joy like warriors once did when dividing the plunder. For God will break the chains that bind his people and the whip that scourges them, just as he did when he destroyed the army of Midian with Gideon's little band. In that day of peace, battle gear will no longer be issued. Never again will uniforms be bloodstained by war. All such equipment will be burned. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. These will be his royal titles, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His ever-expanding, peaceful government will never end. He will rule forever with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David. The passionate commitment of the Lord Almighty will guarantee this. This is the word of the Lord.
The scripture reading comes from Micah, chapter 5, verses 1 through the beginning of verse 5. The prophet Micah foretells the glory of little Bethlehem. Marshal your troops, O city of troops, for a siege is laid against us. They will strike Israel's ruler on the cheek with a rod. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Therefore, Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor gives birth, and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth, and he will be their peace.
The angel Gabriel comes to the Virgin Mary. Luke 1, 26 to 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, But how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Everything inside me cries for order Everything inside me wants to hide Is the shadow an angel or a warrior? If God is pleased with me, why am I so terrified? Someone tell me I am only dreaming Somehow help me with heaven's eyes And before my head agrees My heart is on its knees Holy is he Blessed am I People in me People in me Bethlehem. 
this time we've waited for the promise all this time you waited for my arms did you wrap yourself inside the unexpected so we might know that love would go The scripture comes from Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. The angel appears to Joseph. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, 
and they, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. This is the word of the Lord.
Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in claws and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn.
As the ushers come forward to assist us in the giving of this evening's special offering, I just would like to make a note for us that this evening's offering um, is going to uh, two specific needs uh, nearby in the area of Angelica, just south of here, uh, Wellspring Ministries. Are have, they have a special project, building project going on, and want to take a portion of this evening's offering to go and to help and assist in that. And many of you can think back not too long ago uh, with a horrific hurricane that came through and wiped out so much in the Philippines and the devastation, the needs that are there. And a portion of this evening's offering will go there as well. So if the ushers would come forward, and then I'll uh, pray. Let's pray. Lord, we know that you know so much about who we are and what goes on here on this earth. And Lord, as we celebrate this evening, your coming, uh, your birthday, Lord, we know of the great things that you've done in our lives and the many blessings that you have brought to us and the many gifts. And Lord, this evening as we give, we ask that you will help us to to give from our hearts, Lord, for the needs of those around here in this area and other parts of the world. May you take these gifts, these monies, Lord, and multiply them, that they might be used to bring glory and honor to your name and to draw people to you and to meet the needs of the people both here and abroad. In Jesus' name, amen.
reading now from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. The shepherds go to the manger. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. This is the word of the Lord.
will be reading from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I, too, may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. This is the word of the Lord.
John 1, 1 through 14. The word becomes flesh and dwells among us. Hear the word of the Lord. In the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came into the very world he created, but the world did not recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. This is the word of the Lord. sure he must have been surprised at where this road had taken him cause never in a million lives would he have dreamed of Bethlehem and standing at the manger he saw with his own eyes the message from the angel come to life and Joseph said why me I'm just a simple man of trade why him with all the rulers in the world why here inside this stable filled with hay why her she's just an Second guess. Whoa. 
When we walk in darkness, we need to be careful. Uh, when we walk in darkness, we walk hesitantly, cautiously, a little bit fearfully. You can, you can hurt yourself walking in darkness. We tend to walk in darkness with our hands out in front of us, feeling for what might be there or not there. We take very small, halting steps because we're not sure what we're going to run into. You don't make much progress walking in darkness. It can be dangerous. I should have learned this lesson a long time ago. I remember years ago, I was downstairs and it was at night. Cindy had gone to bed. I was probably up watching a game or something. And he got done and I turned off the lights and I walked toward the door that I was sure was right there. And it wasn't right there. It was just almost right there. And I ran right into the corner of the doorway. And what was strange was that when I hit the doorway, I heard clink, clink. And I thought, what was that? And then I reached up and realized that I had 
cut, split my glasses right in two. And it, both pieces, both lenses have fallen in different places on the floor. You think I would learn. My ritual Sunday mornings is to come into the sanctuary early. And um, I like sort of the ambiance of, of the darkness. And I walk the rows and put my hands on them and pray and, and sort of prepare and ask God to come to the building. And I walk up. And a couple of weeks ago, we were preparing for uh, baptism on Sunday night. And uh, this, the baptistry is under the floor up here. And so you have to take off the layers of this. There's four panels here. And I don't know what's going on with the microphone. I guess I'll grab this. You have to walk under the, the panels or under here. And you pull them out and fill the baptistry with water. And in order to get it filled, Steve has to fill it up on Saturday some and then finish it off on Sunday afternoons. And I came in. I was walking up those back steps and really not paying a lot of attention. I took a step like this and looked down and I thought, the floor looks a little strange. And I realized that one of those panels was off of it and the baptistry was exposed. And I came so close to ending up in the baptistry long before I intended to. But that's what happens when you walk in darkness. And I've been thinking about that as I, as I ponder what Isaiah says. The people walking in darkness... We live in a world in which people are walking in darkness. The darkness of sin, the darkness of of evil and all of its consequences. Hurt and pain and violence and war. Quite frankly, sometimes we make the darkness even darker for each other. We hurt one another. We bring pain to each other. This is a world in which darkness is so prevalent. And we, it's easy to feel despairing about it. We feel like we have to take small little halting steps. We feel like we can never really walk in that kind of darkness. But Isaiah says the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the shadow of death, a light has dawned. Christ changes the darkness. Christ is light in the darkness. He pierces the darkness. He doesn't promise to remove the darkness, at least right now. But he is light in the midst of darkness. And when you walk in light, you walk completely different than when you walk in darkness. When you walk in the light, you walk with confidence and security. You walk courageously and freely. You can even walk joyfully in the darkness. When you walk in, when you have light to see. Right after verse 2, Isaiah talks about how the people will rejoice Because the light has come. And you and I have been given the light of Christ. And it changes the darkness. Now we have hope instead of despair. We have peace instead of turmoil. There is love instead of hate. There is joy. 
And I think one of the most fascinating things to me about the light of Christ is that Jesus, who in Matthew's gospel says, I am the light of the world. I am the one that Isaiah prophesied years and years before. I am the light of the world. That's Jesus turns to his disciples and says, you are the light of the world. And the light of Christ that pierces the darkness, the light of Christ in us becomes light in the world of darkness. You and I have been given the light of Christ. And as the light of Christ shines in us and through us, we can become light in a world of great, deep darkness. Father, we pray tonight as we have contemplated again the coming of Jesus, the light in the darkness. We pray that you will fill us with light that we might be light to this world. Amen. The large white candle here is the Christ candle. It represents the light of Christ. And throughout the night, as you have witnessed, the light from the Christ candle has been taken to the lights here in the center aisle. And what's interesting about light is that as you look around, there's enough light in here to sort of see. But a lot of it's shadows. And that's often what happens when it's one light here and one light there. And we tend to think that our light is just our light, just me, my light, you, your light. But the gospel is about our light. We need more light than just one. We need all of us together. And when you bring all of our lights together, now it makes a big difference. And we're going to symbolize that tonight by lighting our candles and becoming in this place light in the darkness together. I'm going to ask those of you who are in the middle aisles to light your candle off of the aisle candles and pass the light down the row The ushers will take the light to the balcony. And as we light our candles, we're going to sing that great Christmas carol, Silent Night.
Gracious Father, we thank you for the light of Christ. And we pray that the light of Christ in us will shine forth in this world and lead others to your light. And we pray that our lives will will proclaim joy to the world. The Lord has come. Amen. Please stand as we sing.